Florida Matters is supported by WUSF members just like you. Your donation of $5 or $25 will help ensure public radio thrives. And thanks to Candy Olson, an additional $50 will be added to your donation. Visit WUSF.org slash match to maximize your gift today. Welcome to Florida Matters. I'm Bradley George. In 2018, 57% of Hillsborough County voters approved a one-cent sales tax to fund transportation improvements, everything from sidewalks to better transit. But after a long legal battle, the Florida Supreme Court struck down the tax last month. Voters might get to have their say on a replacement tax in 2022, but Beth Alden says Hillsborough's transportation infrastructure can't wait. She's executive director of the Hillsborough County Metropolitan Planning Organization. Well, Beth, thanks again for uh, for making uh, making time for us today. Um, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about transportation planning and funding uh, now that the uh, the all for transportation tax has been uh, has been struck down and the county is dealing dealing with the uh, the ramifications of that. But just to get started here. In general, in Hillsborough County, before this tax and now that the tax has been struck down, how has transportation projects been been funded? Sure. So transportation projects are largely funded with the gas tax, um, which is you know collected at the at the pump, and it's uh, it's a flat amount per gallon. It does not vary by the the cost per gallon of the gas, and so. Um, as we have had more fuel efficient vehicles over the years, which is a good thing, but it does mean that since this is a flat tax per gallon, that the actual value goes down. The value of the gas tax also has uh, eroded against inflation uh, over the years. And so and Florida is generally a, a low tax state. That's one of the things that we're, we're kind of proud of here in the, in the state of Florida but it does mean that it it can be very challenging to get adequate funding for some of the basic things that local governments are responsible for. And transportation infrastructure is definitely part of that. And with the value of the gas tax becoming less and less over the years, uh, it's very challenging to adequately fund our basic infrastructure. So with this, uh, this all for transportation tax, there was the promise of kind of maybe a more steady stream of revenue to go toward various transportation projects. What were some of the uh, the projects that were in the pipeline when this when this tax was proposed and the county could have potentially moved forward on if if the tax were upheld by the Supreme Court? One of the one of the reasons why, why the court had concerns um, about this tax is that it did set aside you know, specific slices of the funding for specific types of projects. And so the the funding would have been largely directed to some of those essential infrastructure, you know, pieces of our infrastructure that, that everyone takes for granted. So uh, it would have been split about half and half uh, between roads and public transit. And, you know, the part that would go to the roads that was 26% for managing congestion, like having smarter traffic signals, 20% for um, maintenance, and 12% for walk and bike improvement. 
15% could be spent on anything. Um, the Supreme Court's concern was that that tied the hands of the county commission and under state law, uh, it's up to the county commission to decide what the sales tax would get used for. Uh, but we've seen all across the country that citizens support having these kind of very uh, accountable guidelines for what funds should be spent on. Uh, and so what may have been a, a selling point to the citizens, you know, was was exactly what made it uh, difficult uh, regarding the state law. And where does this leave Hillsborough County now in terms of trying to meet its its basic needs? I mean, not even transit or expanding transit, but as you said, road maintenance, uh, infrastructure for bikes and pedestrians and the like. Without this funding, what happens now? Right. Well, it's it's really not a pretty picture. So what we're looking at is about... 60% of our roads will be resurfaced on time. Um, bridges may over time have to be closed because of lack of maintenance. We have probably $100 million worth of bridge repairs that the county will need to need to handle over the next 20 years. And it's, it's not clear where that funding is going to come from. Uh, and you saw, for example, the Maydell Drive Bridge uh, get closed. And there, there are others on the list. Our spending on safety should be tripled if we want to make any kind of meaningful impact on our very high traffic fatality rate. Um, you know, we've done we've done the math for you know what it takes to make the roads safer and and what it costs, and we need probably thirty to forty million dollars a year more in safety spending. Um, if we are going to bring down the death rate by 35% over the next couple of decades. And 35% might get us close to, to peer cities, to um, cities like us around the country. Um, our bus system is so small that it reaches about the same number of jobs as the bus systems in Boise, Idaho, and Chattanooga, Tennessee. And those are places with five times fewer jobs than Tampa Bay. So it's very, it's very serious. It's very real. And our citizens have told us, have, have told the Metropolitan Planning Organization, um, every time we do outreach for our long-range transportation plan, and we're asking our residents and our business people, what do you want in, in this community? And they say, you know, our top priorities are to fix these basic necessities. And, and we honestly, we are not close to having the resources to cover those basics. You mentioned peer cities uh, to, to, to Tampa Bay. What are, some of, what are some of our peer cities and how have they approached some of these, these issues around funding transportation needs? Sure. Well, there are most most other cities are in states that um, that do have an income tax, uh, and so they are not so reliant on things like sales tax and gas tax to cover transportation funding. So I, I think that's that's one of our one of our biggest challenges. 
because of kind of the, the downward pressure on municipal budgets, you know, from the federal level kind of delegating to the state and then the state's kind of delegating to the locals and we're kind of where the buck stops, you know, someone is going to have to pick up the trash. Um, someone is going to have to, you know, make sure that um, the teachers are paid. Uh, and it all it all happens here. And it's I guess Hillsborough is unique, too, in that we have this this very large unincorporated part of the county um, that is a pot that, that are population centers. I mean, places like Brandon and, and town and country and, and, and so on. And, you know, in other counties where, you know, roads and infrastructure might be a city responsibility, that's a county responsibility, as you said, on top of public safety, education, everything else that has to get funded out of a county's general budget. That's true. Although, um, I mean, the caveat to that is that uh, Hillsborough County does levy a property tax specifically on the unincorporated area um, that is to support those kinds of municipal services that a city government would typically provide. Um, that property tax, most of that property tax um, does not go towards transportation improvements. Um, the gas tax is the primary source of funding for transportation improvements. So there is talk of, of getting some kind of replacement tax on the ballot next year that would go into effect, I assume, in 2023. So if we go back you know, to 2018 and the original all for transportation campaign, that's five years where the county hasn't been able to um, make any kind of headway on some of these projects. Where does that leave us if, you know, voters next year approve that tax and then it goes into effect and hopefully there aren't any uh, uh, challenges to it is, uh, I mean, you've got this backlog, but at the same time, you've got needs that are still coming up, right? So where does that leave the county if we're, if this, uh, uh, replacement taxes uh, is passed. So, I mean, you're right. The the backlog is continuing to grow. It doesn't doesn't get any less. Um, and with things like uh, with with roadway maintenance, for example, um, actually the cost of resurfacing the road goes up if you delay doing the basic maintenance. Um, because, you know, what happens is that the, the surface of the road and the substructure of the road starts to crumble. And so now you actually have like a whole reconstruction of the road as opposed to just like skimming off the top coat and, you know, and putting putting down a new coat. So every year that we delay, um, it, it, makes, uh, it makes the backlog of improvements grow and become more expensive. Uh, but it, it, honestly, it also has a, a real toll uh, on all of our lives. So for example, the uh, list of projects that was, uh, was going to be done by Hillsborough County, you know, so each of the local governments had a specific list of projects that they provided to the citizen oversight committee uh, for approval to make sure that it was consistent with the wishes of the voters. So that's all published. That's up on our, our website for anybody to see if you're curious. Uh, it's under uh, independentoversight.org. Um, Hillsborough County's list of projects uh, included 11 projects that were what we call complete street imp improvements. So basically going through and, um, you know, putting in all of the facilities that uh, would be part of a street now if you built it up to today's standards, you know, you know, sidewalks and lighting and um, 
medians, that kind of thing. All of those things help to improve safety. So we looked at how many severe crashes occurred on these 11 roads um, over the last year. And the answer was 104. Uh, And our ballpark estimate on what these improvements could have done is probably reduce the number of severe crashes by about half. So that means that every year that we don't get to implement these safety improvements because there is not adequate funding, that's just on those 11 roads, 52 crashes with deaths or incapacitating injuries that could have been prevented every year. You mentioned the Independent Oversight uh, Committee, and that was uh, that was a body that was set up by the the ordinance that voters voted on in, in 2018 to kind of oversee how this tax money was going to be spent. Um, is that now dissolved now that the, the, the tax has been struck down? Uh, we're not scheduling any further meetings uh, of the Oversight Committee. We're double checking right now with the county attorney's office that it is officially disbanded. After the referendum, uh, we did sign an agreement uh, with the county and the cities and and Hart um, that uh, the MPO would provide administrative support for the oversight committee. So we're just verifying that that uh, agreement is is no longer valid. So I know that the uh, the relief bill that President Biden uh, signed a couple of weeks ago it, it has funding for for transit systems and other needs. Will any of that money help some of these issues that we've talked about, or is it more kind of a one-off uh, pot of money that'll be available to, to Hart and other uh, transit agencies? Yeah, that's it's mostly a one-off, as much as I hate to say that. Um, I mean, what we're talking about is um, is ongoing operational funding. You know, so for example, um, there was uh, there was an announcement a couple of months ago that. The uh, reconstruction of the I-275 interchange uh, in the West Shore Business District, east end of the Howard Franklin Bridge, that that uh, will have to be delayed by a couple of years because of the the economic downturn related to the pandemic. And I think that's after they announced that it, they were actually going to move faster on it, right? And then they said, well, no, no, because of the, uh, some of these economic issues. So yeah, so what they um, what they accelerated was the reconstruction of the bridge itself. Right. So they had the funding for that in place. Um, they went ahead and and moved that ahead by a few months, um, which was great. You know, when you don't have traffic out on the roads, you might as well go out and get some work done. But the uh, the West Shore interchange that was funded in I want to say twenty twenty four, and it's been moved out to twenty twenty six. So that's an example of a one-off project where we might be able to use the infusion of federal cash to accomplish something meaningful. Um, And we're certainly talking to uh, our partners at the Florida Department of Transportation uh, about some some big priority projects like that. Transit is, is a little bit different because it is, um, it's an ongoing you know, every single day of every, you know, of the week, you have expenses to to run that bus service um, to, you know, get people to the essential destinations. And so 
I mean, the economic downturn has meant that uh, transit agencies have had to cut back on their services. And that's really tough for the workers that depend uh, on those systems. Um, But as I mentioned, we have a very, very, very modest transit system uh, for a city our size. All right, Beth, I think that's it for my questions. Anything else uh, you'd like to say before we wrap up? Um, I just encourage anybody who is interested in, in learning more to to check out uh, two sites, and that's the independentoversight.org website. Um, and also, we did financial scenarios for Hillsborough County transportation with and without the sales tax in our long-range plan. Uh, and you can find that on our website. It's under hillsboroughmpo.org. Um, and then you look for the, uh, the 2045 long range transportation plan. You can find it in that executive summary document. All right, Beth, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. That was Beth Alden, executive director of the Hillsborough County Metropolitan Planning Organization. We had a slight problem with her audio when she was talking about how the tax revenue would be spent. So here's that breakdown again. 27% would go to safety improvements, 26% would be set aside for congestion management, 20% for maintenance, 12% for walk and bike improvements, and 15% for any type of transportation improvement allowed under law. This is Florida Matters. The conversation continues in just a moment. You're listening to Florida Matters on WUSF 89.7. I'm Bradley George. Today we're talking about what's next for transportation in Hillsborough County after the Florida Supreme Court struck down the county's transportation sales tax. Veronica Brezina-Smith covers transportation for the Tampa Bay Business Journal. So starting off, Veronica, now that uh, the Supreme Court has uh, has struck down the, uh, the transportation sales tax in Hillsborough County, the, the county is discussing uh, plans to uh, refund all of the tax that's collected, about half a billion dollars. How would that work potentially? So first of all, that that's a good question that's on everybody's minds right now. The county has agreed to work with the Department of Revenue as well as uh, the local circuit courts. Right now they're saying at first, you know, that discussion has to go through the circuit courts and still, you know, keep discussion with the Department of Revenue, although it's not up to the department. So it's really up to the courts right now. But what that looks like potentially is, I I mean, I could see people, you know, retaining those huge receipts of big purchases they made. But I cannot imagine everyone having baskets of receipts uh, for every single purchase and get it refunded to, you know, the exact cent. And so I, I could see it being refunded that way through the big purchases, through the minor ones and everything else. I can't, um, but there might be a more effective way to do so. But at this point in time, no one knows exactly how that looks. And we know when the Florida Supreme Court issued their opinion, they did not address that issue. Well, the group All for Transportation, which promoted the uh, the 2018 uh, charter amendment, which set up the original tax, I know they're still active. What are, what are, what are they up to now? 
Well, Tyler Hudson and Christina are the ones who really took it on. Christina still is, is working, you know, through her day job. Tyler Hudson is on the heart board. And so you know, now he has an, an active voice and, and say being on the heart board. And of course he still practices as, as being an attorney, but right, right to the point of the Supreme court, you know, issuing out, you know, their, their final opinion, uh, they had said, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, support this all the way. Um, of course, they're not going to have that, that front seat role as they did in 2018, but they're there for, you know, the county to, to ask questions with and to work with, you know, they're very, of course, educational on, on this. And, you know, if the county has any questions on spearheading something like this, they're, you know, they, they would make themselves available. That's my impression of, of speaking with them and seeing the other interviews they've done. So I think, you know, it's, they, they've really taken on a good role of bringing this issue up, getting the citizens to back it. But of course, the whole issue was this was not, you know, county led. And right. you know, there's support of the county. Hopefully, you know, we'll try to get this on the 2022 uh, ballot. Well, as you said, commissioners are, are, are trying or talking at least about putting a replacement tax on the 2022 ballot. Uh, what are they going to do to make sure that they don't end up in a legal fight again if voters approve it, where the tax is struck down? I think they have to be very specific because uh, one of the one of the huge um, argumentative points uh, from the Florida Supreme Court was that it was not specific enough in the language that voters, uh, quote unquote, knew what they were voting for. Um, however, you know, the other argument is, you know, it was clear, um, you, you know, it was obvious, you know, the way that it was written. And so they're going to have to be extremely specific and choose their words very carefully. Um, but with this being county-led, it, it really, you know, ups the chance of, of this happening again. Um, what, you know, might be more fearful is, you know, the, the voters that did vote to tax themselves, they, they've seen this tax being collected and not ever used. It just sits in, in escrow. And for them to have that same trust in voting for this once again, but it being, of course, different by being county-led, we'll, we'll see if they you know, still still trust and still believe, you know, it's, it's worth it to tax themselves. And they were actually going to see, you know, this money get used. Well, without the, the tax revenue from the 2018 uh, tax, mm -hmm. what kind of decisions is the county facing in terms of spending on its transportation needs? We're hundreds of millions in the hole. And that's from safety projects, sidewalks, safely crossing the road, those signals, um, predatory signaling. It's a long list. And, you know, without having that, we're still faced with our shortcomings and the roads just continue to get more dangerous, um, more, more potholes, if you will. Right. And with that, you're also looking at the agencies and the impact there. I mean, with Heart, that money was going to be used for the streetcar modernization and extension project. So, you know, that that's something on hold almost because they need to seek, you know, different types of funds now for that. Uh, the Cross Bay Ferry, you know, to continue that service. It's it's a long list of projects, unfortunately. But the, the biggest ones that the county and the citizens were concerned about were more so uh, safety oriented. Right. And when we talk about these transportation issues, I mean, it's not just a Hillsborough County issue because it's a regional problem, right? Because there are people who work in Pinellas 
or live in Hillsboro or vice versa, or they live in Pasco or, or some other part of the metro area. Are, are we any kind of closer to coming up with like a regional framework and a regional plan to improve transit in all the counties in the Tampa Bay region? Uh, currently, we have uh, TBARTA, which that was their legislative role was to, you know, not just look at Hillsborough County, but beyond it and do regional projects, act on it, uh, conduct studies, which they've been doing numerous studies for. I would say the most, the, the largest one, most significant one would be the uh, rapid regional transit project. And that line would go through multiple surrounding counties and provide rapid transit, BRT, maybe even express bus service down the line. And with that, that project seems to have been pushed out by of roughly 10 years or so. And so I don't, I don't think we're going to see any mass transit soon. As far as, you know, regional planning, a lot of the agencies, they're focused solely, you know, on their county. Uh, I know PSTA has taken an interest in their Sunrunner project, you know, possibly connecting over to Tampa. Um, but right now their focus is St. Pete. And that's right. the closest project we have for BRT. The Sun, the Sunrunner is the uh, is the bus rapid transit project that would run from, I believe it's downtown St. Pete to St. Pete Beach. Yes. And I think the Tropicana station was the, the station that they were first, um, you know, having as a priority to get built out. You mentioned the Cross Bay Ferry. Where does that uh, where does that stand right now? They they need more funding to continue for the St. Pete to Tampa service. And then I know that on the St. Pete side of things, they, they really supported us. I know David Gwynn uh, has as well. And right now it's it's really up in the air when it comes to continuing for, for funding for that, as well as you know the future need of connecting the Cross Bay Ferry to McDill Air Force Base in South County. And with that, I know that segment, that leg of the project really hasn't garnered any any sort of movement whatsoever, but the Tampa to St. Pete one, we're trying to fi- figure out how to continue that, how to keep funding that. Just to wrap it up, you know, Stacey White, Commissioner Stacey White, who led the fight against, against the 2018 tax, uh, where does he stand on this issue of, uh, of a replacement tax that would be passed by the county commission? He seemed to be in support of it as long as it's um, in his eyes, viewed as legal and that the county has authority and that they're the ones taking the lead on this. He had said, obviously, he, he was not in support of, you know, offer transportation, a citizen group, you know, really initiating the lead on this and that it should have been uh, the county from the get go. But um, yeah, he said overall, he still, you know, of course, supports transportation and he wants to see projects uh, bloom and, and come to fruition. And so he seems to be, you know, in support of moving forward with this. But but we'll we'll see what happens because 2022, a lot can happen from now till then. Right. All right, Veronica, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Appreciate your time. That was Veronica Brezina-Smith, a reporter at the Tampa Bay Business Journal. That's our show for this week, but we want to let you know about what's on next week's show. St. Petersburg will soon make a decision about redevelopment of Tropicana Field, with or without the Tampa Bay Rays. We want to know what you think about the short list of proposals for the Tropicana Field site. You can tweet us at Florida Matters 
or leave a comment on the WUSF Public Media Facebook page. We might include your thoughts in the conversation. Denora Prevost is our producer. I'm Bradley George. You've been listening to Florida Matters. Hope you'll join us again next week.